Hey everyone, this is Gilbert and I'm back for week three of Able 2 and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabal. What a great series and this has been very, um, it's, it's nourishing me. That's <laughs> the word I want to use. It's building me up on the inside. I so, love this. So who, who here votes for Able 3, 4, <laughs> 5, 6? <laughs> it's, uh, this isn't something that we, you know, we've been working through this together for the last two months. And even though we're going to shift gears next month um, to a, a look at a new truth, not a new truth, but you know, something else. Yeah. Just in the same way we've been reaching back to other series we've done, we'll continue to go back and look at this, that we are able. And this week, we're talking about able to do. That's right. Just as you said, uh, even though we move on and we do different series, there's no reason why we can't come back and, you know, draw from this well. Yes. And, and pick things up and, and keep allowing the Word of God to work in us. So... Uh, the, the more we go through series, the more I realize that there are things still going on in me about other series. So the things we talked about in Rooted 2.0, for example, you know, I, I still say that. I still say that the word of God is working in me. The word is working in me mightily right now. And that's just the reason for that is because as we see light, we see light. That's the, right. The more we see the more we see. And uh, what I mean by that is, as you know, as we grow spiritually, we see more. And then we think, oh, wait, I've heard this before. Oh, wait, we studied this verse. We discussed this verse back in Grow Group three months ago. But now I see something else about it. So, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in the last month, we were able to build upon the good company message. Yes. When we talked about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, for example. And there's, there are so many connections. Like this month, we're building on the, 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 the series of crazy faith. Yes. Because we talked about unlocking our imaginations yeah. so that we could see how big God's plan is and how much he wants to do. And that's what we're talking about. We're able to see, able to say and able to do. Able to do. We want everyone in the Go Church family to know that through God's supernatural ability, we are able to see, to say, and do things that the world around us, they cannot. We're able to break down limits and emerge into the place that God has called us, both individually and as a church. And, you know, the key verse that we've been looking at, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, God is able, no, he's more than able to make all grace abound toward me so that I always have all sufficiency in all things and I abound to every good work. Yep. Or one translation says, I have an abundance for every good cause. That's right. I, I really like the CEV where it says, I'll always have more than enough to do all kinds of good things. All kinds of good things. Whether it's seeing the plan of God, saying the plan of God, or doing the plan of God. Man, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I can do all kinds of things with the ability that God gives me. Doing is an important component, right? And this is the, the we're, we're making the whole message practical. We're not a, just able 
in theory, we're able to do something. And that's what we're going to talk about today. That's right. So the last, the last two weeks, we talked about able to see mm-hmm. and able to say. So when we talked about able to see, we, we talked about being able to really know the plan of God. You know, that it really ties in with what we spoke about last month when it comes to the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom and operation uh, in order for us to move further and further and further in, into the things of God. So when, when we take a decision to see eternal things and put our emphasis and give value to eternal things. Give value. God gives us ability to see the way he sees. Yeah. And that helps us move further in his things. When we talk about able to say, we spoke about how important words are and they were designed to be that way. And the fact is, the words that we speak impact the world around us. Yeah. And so God gives us ability to say these things. He gives us ability to change the world and to impact the world with the words that we say. Yeah. And this week, so this is the final week of able to, we're going to talk about doing and the fact that God makes us able to do things. So I really want to read uh, these verses in James in chapter one, verses 22 and 25 in the Passion Translation. It's not possible to talk about doing without reading James, That's James right. chapter one. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. <laughs> but the, the, the trick is finding a, a, a nice translation as well. They're, they're all amazing, but I really like this in, um, in the Passion Translation for verse 25. So let, let me get into that. Verse 22 said, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. For oh, that is the man. essence. Look of- at that. Look at that. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. I heard a minister say this once. The key to having the supernatural manifest in your life is to respond to the message. Yep. The people that respond to the message are the ones that receive. Sure. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but boy, I like that. <laughs> no, praise God. I mean, this is what we've been talking about uh, for a while. If, yeah. you're, if you remember uh, what we were talking about way back in the message of joy, and, and we were talking about faith, and we said faith is a spiritual action that leads mm-hmm. to a material result. That's right. Uh, so faith means that we're taking an action, we're responding to the word that we heard, or we're applying the word that we heard. That application can be natural and it can be manifested naturally and it can also be manifested spiritually taking decisions taking decision acting like it's true here's the difference the difference between listening and not responding is when i listen and i'll say oh i'm gonna wait and see if this happens and if it if i see it happen then i'll believe it yep that's that's not bible faith at all if you if you hear the word and receive it as truth and start acting like it, that's responding to that's the right. truth. That's I mean, waiting to see is not faith at no. all. No. So let me let me get back into this. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll be quiet. <laughs> no, keep going. Uh, 
I, I like I like you bringing this to life. It's it's helpful for all of us. So James chapter one verse twenty two. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Glory to God. Verse twenty five. I just want to move on to that part because it flows in anyway. Those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. You know, that, that phrase, that is the essence of self-deception. What? Hearing the message of truth and not responding to it. Yeah. And, you know, the, this is in Corinthians um, the, the work of Satan is blinding the sight. What do we talk about? We're able to see, mm -hmm. but he says he's blinded the minds of the world. Yeah. How does he do that? He gets people into a place of unbelief, of doubt. That's in Genesis chapter three. Did God really say that's, you know, Satan comes and tempts Eve. How? Asking questions about the integrity of God's word. Mm -hmm. He's not changed. Same, same trick, same lie. So the, the, basically what we're saying is that his work is successful, not when you don't believe the word, but when you don't do the word. Right. Yeah. When you act like it's, when you act in a way. When you don't respond, basically. When you act in a way where you question or doubt the, the truth and integrity of his word. Yeah. I mean, the same book of James says that, you know, you believe in God, so, so do the demons, right? Right. The, the difference is that we actually walk and listen to it and live by it and move forward in his things and move forward in his plans. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's one thing to, well, okay. I believe that that could be, or I believe that that's the case, or I believe in some kind of philosophy. It's different to, I'm going to see it in my life. I'm going to live by it. This is what God wants me to do. And this is where God wants me to go. And I am able to do those things. Whether or not the world says I'm able, he's going to make me able to do what his word says that he needs me to do. Hmm. Man, that's so good. that's, that's so powerful. And in, in verse 25, you see that the doing portion is directly connected to experiencing blessing in your life. Right. They experience who's they, they, the people that respond to the message of truth by doing, yeah. they experience God's blessing in all they do. What That's are we talking right. about? Do we're able to do. Yeah. Glory to God. So Pastor Matt, you, you put down a, an illustration in, uh, in the book of first Kings chapter 17 verses 10 through to 13. Yeah. Last week we talked about Elisha, but this uh, story is about Elijah. So Elijah yeah. came before Elisha. Yeah. And um, in 1 Kings 17, we have um, an account of Elijah who was sent by the Lord 
to Seraphond. Seraphond, just on the other side of uh, Saida. So right here in Lebanon. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up and I would read this uh, story in my Bible or I'd hear about it in church, it, it never really spoke to me the way it did when I realized that I've been there. God sent Elijah <laughs> to a beach town. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, what was happening in 1 Kings 17 is actually there's a famine through the whole region. Like um, a famine in an agrarian society, that's a fun word. And in other words, an economy that's based on agriculture. Uh, a famine means an economic depression. So think of it like uh, a, a time where the economy is bad. And um, so people are suffering everywhere. And um, the Bible says that God sent Elijah to this place, Zarephath. First Kings 17 verses 10 through 13 says, So Elijah went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? Now what's interesting to me is if you read before this, you see that the Bible says that God told Elijah to go to Zarephath. He says, go to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon. There I have commanded. What's that? That's saying, right? Yeah. I, I commanded. That's a, there I have commanded a widow to care for you. Okay. So Elijah comes in obedience to Seraphon. He sees this widow, but we don't see that she's standing there like waiting. Hey, is this Elijah? Are you Elijah? The Lord told me. No, she's just there getting some sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little cup of water? As she was going off to get it, he called her, bring me a bite of bread too. Verse 12. But she said, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. Did you see that? The Lord, your God? Why? Because she's Phoenician. She doesn't belong to the house of Israel. She's not part of the people of God. She says, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks this last meal, and then my son and I will die. That's verse 12, chapter 17, 1 Kings. Gilbert, notice that. Why was she gathering sticks? She's not out there looking for Elijah. But the Lord told Elijah, I've commanded a widow woman to take care of you. That stood out to me so much when I read it just now. Uh, I, the, the way God sees it is she has more than enough and she's going to get enough. She has enough to provide for you. And obviously, exactly. if she can exactly. provide for you, she can provide for herself. There's exactly. no question about that. The Lord didn't see lack. Yeah. And the command to care for Elijah 
came through Elijah yeah. from the Lord. Yeah. But what was inside that saying was the ability to do it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> now, and why I, I that's, believe that that's what the Lord actually did there. Like he, he released power. He, he released, released power. ability for her to provide yes. for him. So basically, effectively, she wasn't getting bread ready for Elijah. She was responding to God's requirement. That's exactly the every right. good work part of Second Corinthians 9, 8. That's it. This is it. She was she's in James chapter one, verse 22. She listened to the word of truth and then she responded yeah. to it. So it's not it's not a um, it's not a limiting point. It's an invitation to yes. receive ability. Yes. Yeah. And and this is what happens. She says, hey, this is the situation that I'm in. She, she's like very honest. This is the situation I'm in. And verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do. What are we talking about? Doing. Yeah. Go ahead and do just what you have said, but make a little bread for me first. There's a principle here. Yep. Putting God's things first. That's right. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. Verse 14, for this is what the Lord God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers. Which is miraculous, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. You can keep reading. The flour and the oil did not run out. That's a miracle. Yeah. Well... How did that miracle happen? She responded to the uh, word of God by doing. And in responding to that, you just said it. She released power. What kind of power? Miraculous power. That's right. Multiplication power. Yeah. So what you just said now, the principle, that's something that God's word already rele was released and yes. this is released in Proverbs 3, verses yes. 9 and 10. So it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This is a promise. This is, a, a, this is the ability for doing. This is the ability to release power into your life. So God is able to make you able. You know? yeah. And this is the difference between worldly thinking and kingdom thinking. Worldly thinking is, well, if I give something, I now go into subtraction. Or if I do something, I have now spent resource or energy. God thinking or king kingdom thinking is when you bring me something, I will multiply it back to you. Yeah. That is kingdom thinking. And God designed it that way. So in, in Genesis 8, verse 22, what does he say? He says that, let me, let me pull this up and read it. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Yeah. So there is a principle of seed time and harvest, and he has set that in motion. So when you bring seed and you do something with the seed, there is multiplication, yeah. but you have to do something with it. The seed is never going to grow by itself. 
you have to plant it, you have to care for it. We talked about this in Ruta 2.0, so see, we're going back to the same subject. But there is a point where God designed multiplication. He designed exponential growth. This is the way that he operates. But we need to do something. We need to bring something. Right. So the doing yeah. is, is not then natural. If you want a supernatural result, you can't do just worldly wisdom. We were just in James and it, James talks about there is a wisdom from beneath. There is a wisdom from above. Yeah. And the second Corinthians nine, eight, which is our you know, theme scripture for all this. And, you know, I, I told you a couple of weeks ago, it's good to read the whole of chapter eight and nine to see that. But the principle that Paul is talking about to the church is the one here in Proverbs chapter 11, Proverbs 11, 24 through 26. There is one who scatters, scatters, meaning gives. You could, you could picture someone with seeds, throwing seeds, right? I mean, he's doing, he's doing, he's yeah. doing something. He's scattering. What is that? He's there's an outflow. And, and sorry to cut you, Pastor Matt, but like before that, the Bible says, and even in Second Corinthians, in that passage, it says, God gives seed to the sower. Yes, he So does. God gave us the ability to do that. Yes, the ability begins with him. Yes. And then we have the opportunity to do what James says, respond to the truth. Yeah. So we scatter and yet increases. This is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. And then, so, so Proverbs says there's one that is very generous and is increasing. And then there's another one that withholds, withholds, and it tends to poverty. Mm -hmm. So what you just said, the world teaches us to do what? To withhold so we can increase. That's yeah. not because the world thinks addition or subtraction. Right. And that doesn't work. Even in the world, it doesn't work. Yeah. The Bible says here, verse 25, the liberal or generous person shall be made fat. Not, not the bad kind of belly fat. The good kind of fat, which is extra. Extra. And... He that waters shall be watered also himself. Verse 28. He that withholds corn, the people will curse him, but blessing shall be upon him that sells it, that yeah. gives it out, that, that makes it available. So there is a there's a, a the, the wisdom principle here. The godly wisdom principle here is that in in responding to the message of truth that's doing, mm -hmm. we are able to unlock a power of multiplication. Yes, there is, that is a truth and we can see it all throughout scripture. Actually, this is, this is the truth in scripture. Like Jesus says that if you don't understand the parable of the sower, how will you understand any parable. That's exactly What's he right. talking about? He's talking about sowing. He's talking about doing something with the seed, right? Yeah, yeah. He's talking about someone doing something and that seed multiplies and the, the, the outcome and the result is the 30, 60, 100 fold. That's why we do it. So uh, it's so 
it's so important. I mean, you're, you're talking about Proverbs 11, 24, 25, he who scatters, you know, that is, and then, and then the person who is generous, what, what is the word? Get fat? It gets fat. <laughs> it gets fat. <laughs> that sounds like, and God is able to make all grace abound. Remember the word abound is overflow. It's yes. overabound. Overflow. So it's, it's, it's like more than what your cup can hold. Yeah. And that sounds like getting fat, <laughs> you know, for, for, for lack of better, better use of the word. So, but, so, and I want to make this point. See, the, what the world calls waste, the, the kingdom wisdom says is overflow. And that is... It's on purpose, and the purpose of that overflow is to bless and abound to others. Yes. The overflow is on purpose. Yes. And here, remember, we, we did this, uh, we looked at this in seeing, in Mark 14. Uh, people that were looking at it wrong, looking at the gift of Mary wrong, they saw it as waste. Yes. But it wasn't waste. It was overflow. Yes. So another example of that is in John 6. Yes. Where there is the story of Jesus feeding the multitudes, you know, like the 5,000. And how does that start? How does that story start? It starts when... They say, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed? That's so much money. Subtraction, subtraction. How, how, how can we have enough to feed all of these people? Subtraction, subtraction. This is the mentality. That's the worldly thinking. Yeah. And, and then what happens? There's, there's a little boy who volunteers to say, well, I'm willing to share. I'm willing to give. Lord, I want to do something. He brings his loaves and his fish to Jesus. He's a little boy. It's probably a packed lunch. It's not, you know, when we say the fish, it's probably sardines or something. You right. know, I don't think he's eating like a, a huge, like, it's not like Roy and I going for lunch. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's not like we're going to eat like half a, not, half an Abu Sin together. Not loss. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is like a little boy's lunch and yeah. he brings it. And what, what are the disciples saying? They're, they're looking down at it. Oh, what is this among so many? Subtraction, subtraction. And subtraction. what does Jesus say? Bring it here. Yeah. Bring it here. And what does he do with it? He multiplies it. Yeah. And with that, that doing of the little boy, there is multiplication. And not only back to the little boy, because the little boy ate a lot more than he brought, but it was for so many others to benefit from. So in 1 Kings 17 and in John chapter 6, there are people that see lack, but God sees ability. In fact, God speaks ability. Yeah. And the, and, and the, the way the ability got made manifest was through some doing. That's right. So the, the application for me and you is if... We look, we look and we say, hey, there's some lack here in any area, finance, uh, marriage, relationship, uh, boldness to step into something that the Lord's calling me, wherever that lack is, no, if I look, if I see it 
through God's eyes, through the wisdom of the scriptures, through the message of truth, I'm going to see ability. Then I need to say ability. Yeah. And in saying that ability, it's going to give me something to do, to act like the message is true, to respond to the message of truth and be blessed or experience God's blessing in my doing. So, Pastor Matt, let's go back to that uh, first Kings illustration, that, that story. Are you telling me that there was no one richer in the whole town that God could have commanded to take care of Elijah? So uh, I, I, I honestly, like, I believe with all my heart that God did this through her because he wanted to bless her. He wanted to bless her and he loves showing off his ability, right? Glory to him. Exceeding abundantly yeah. above all we could ask or think or imagine. But also... Um, in that widow, we see someone willing to do. And there were other people in Seraphon that maybe had more than just a little bit. But they did not scatter. But they were not willing yeah. to give. They were not willing to, to, to do. They were not willing to yeah. do. And, and because of that, what? They got into a place where they were running out and she could not run out. Yeah. Because the famine affected everybody. Yeah. Praise God. You know, we just have a few minutes left, but yeah. I, I do want to circle this back to the story. So we're talking about Second Corinthians 9, 8. Like you mentioned, there's context to this. And basically Paul is talking to the Corinthian church about giving, about doing the ability to do financially and what it means. And he gives the Macedonian church as an example. Yeah. So um, what this was, a, this was another famine. The, uh, the Corinthian church letter is referring to is there is a um, there's a terrible drought and crop failure. And so uh, Paul has decided to raise support to bring back to an area that's been affected. And, you know, we've done that. We've done that here with uh, the blast. We did that in Turkey with the uh, earthquake. And I say we, I mean, Club 1040, Pastors Matt and Julie Beamer, the ministry that, that they lead. Um, that's, a, that's, that's a good thing to do. Right. So this is what Paul is talking about here. Paul is saying, hey, church in Corinth, um, you said that you wanted to participate in this. So here's the opportunity to do it. And then he talks about the Macedonian church and he uses the Macedonian church or the church at Philippi or the one that he wrote the Philippian epistle to. Uh, he uses them as an example and he says that church gave it. He says it this way. He says they gave more than they could afford. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond their means. Beyond their means. Yeah. And um, th which is, an, you know, he's he's making a big deal out of their gift. And uh, that's something that I, I think that I just want to like pause and say, um, don't fall into the trap of minimizing 
um, your gift. Like you, on a big Sunday, um, you walk past the offering uh, receptacle and stick something in, and you think, oh, it's little. It's not very much. That, that's first, that's a silly thing to say. Second, it's not true, or it shouldn't be. Uh, and it's, it doesn't line up with, uh, with Scripture. So Jesus says that a mustard seed contains a huge, big tree and the power to reproduce it yes. over and over and over. So that seed is not small. Yeah, so I, I, never, uh, I never want to... I don't want us to fall into a trap where we minimize the giving, you know, and especially your giving. You, you, what you're bringing, you think, well, I'd like to do something more. I'd I wish it was more. Yeah, great. But celebrate what you're doing. Yes. And, and worship with it. But anyway, um, so that's what Paul did with the Macedonian church. These, these guys in, in Philippi, they did this huge thing to help the church or the, you know, the people that have been affected by this drought. And that's the context of it. And he also says that um, at other times, so when, he, when, he, when he writes the letter to, to the Philippians, he says that they ministered to his needs. Yes. While he was out there planting churches that changed regions. Yeah. You know? In fact, he said to the church in Philippi, he said, just so you know, you are the only church that has ministered to me once and again. And then he goes on to say in verse 17, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. You said abound. You mean adds to your account, right? Abounds. <laughs> Overflow. That's, that's multiplication. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not this uh, addition and subtraction in the kingdom of God. It's, yeah. it's, a, different, it's a different way of thinking. It's a good investment. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I don't even want to joke that way, actually, because it's it's that real. I mean, the, the, the principles that he's put in his word and in his, you know, he provides seed to the sower, which basically means he gives you the ability to do. Yes. And when you do, you bless yourself while you're blessing others. Yes. It's that big. Yes. So... You know, back to the illustration we used in week one of last month, we talked about a pipe and how, you know, this is what it looks like to, to abound. This is the illustration is that water goes in one side and is designed to flow out somewhere else. That's what a pipe is designed to do. And that's how we should think of ability. Yeah. Is that we receive ability to pour out ability somewhere else. In the meantime, we're full of it. We're full of it. We overflow with it. That, that, is, that is the basis of how a pipe works. It overflows somewhere else. It is Proverbs eleven twenty five. Yes. The one that waters is water themselves. That's right. That's right. And, you know, Philippians 4, 19 is, uh, is an oft-quoted scripture. And it is my God, my, Paul saying this to the church in Philippi, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That sounds a lot like he is able. Yeah. My God is able 
to do what? Supply, fully furnish. This is the same language, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Fully furnish, make you abound to every good work. Yes. My God is able to supply all your needs. How? According to what? How's he going to do it? The, the uh, situation that I'm in is completely impossible, impassable. What, what could possibly happen? Look at, these, look at these Bible illustrations we've been looking at. When we see lack and impossibility, he sees Abel. Yes. Because Abel is inside of his word. His word. And when we receive his word and respond to it, we unleash Abel. Yes. And Abel is not just financial Abel. No. It, obviously, finances give us ability to do certain things. But Jesus says in, in Luke 16, verses 10 and 11, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, he's talking about money here, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Yeah. So to Jesus, money is the least of things. That's right. That's not, it's not a factor. I mean, it was the least of things when he commanded the widow to provide for Elijah. It was the least of things when the little boy brought this much and then it got multiplied. It's the least of things when the Macedonian church gives beyond their means, but then there is fruit or there's, there, there's, there's goodness, there's ability that abounds to their account. Yeah, These are the least of things, but the bottom line is we are able to do with what God gives us. And that results in multiplication for others and in that process for ourselves as well. And, you know, you're listening to this. I want to encourage you, um, don't fall into the trap of self-deception. This is James 1.22. Respond to the message of truth. What do I mean? I mean that there's, there's something that just keeps coming back to you. Like, I should do this. I should get involved in this. I should give this. For some of you, it's uh, Rama. For some of you, it's I. I need to. I, I think I, I. I need to go and to you know sign up and be a Rama student. But I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know how I'm going to get the money for registration. I don't know how I'm going to make the time available. This is this is what I would say to you. Respond to the message of truth. Respond to that urging, that prompting. And in responding, in doing, you're going to unlock some ability from heaven. Just like the widow who said, okay, instead of acting like I don't have enough, I'm going to act like I have more than enough and I'm going to give some to this strange guy that just showed up. Act like God's word is true. Because it is. Because it is. And there's power contained in that word. Yes. To make you able. Yeah. We could keep going and going on this subject, and I know that we're going to keep revisiting it 
but uh, I, uh, I think that we've come to the end of our time today. And I, I want to say this, this is something that you shouldn't consider a topic of study. This is a truth that we need to inhabit and live in, that we are able. Get the idea, the method of thinking, and those phrases out of your vocabulary. I can't, I'm not able, that's not for me. No, you are well able to do everything God has planned for you because he lives in you. Amen. Well, if no one told you yet today, we want to tell you that we love you and we are expecting God's very best for you. We look forward to seeing you at our next uh, gathering. And of course, we, uh, we invite you to share this podcast with others. Even if they don't speak English, I would ask that you would just make, you know, you don't have to translate the whole thing, but share the truths of this with others. And, uh, and then obviously bring people to uh, grow groups. So God bless you and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And, if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.